Hey, what's up, guys? Christian Van Buren here. I'm the co-founder of Ripple Effect Fatherhood. Once again, I'm extremely excited about our next interview. We have Stephen Arms on with us. He is the co-author of a book called Milestone to Manhood. Uh, so basically, it's a book that uh, talks about a Christian rite of passage for a 13-year-old boy into manhood. And, and, and I've really enjoyed this conversation. I think that you guys are going to get a lot of great value out of it. Again, make sure you share, share, share this positive content. One of the main things I think our society needs is more positivity when it comes to fatherhood. And so please, if you know anybody who's a father, becoming a father, fills the fatherhood role in the lives of anybody that you know, share, 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 because you never know who it could impact positively. One more thing, make sure you guys check out his website, www.milestonemanhood.com uh, for additional information and additional content. You guys know where to follow us as well. Instagram, Facebook, at re.fatherhood. Um, and you guys feel free to email us if you have any questions, want any additional questions, if you have any ideas of, a, of, of topics or guests that we should have on, we'll do our best to fulfill all those. Our email is ripple effect cooperation at gmail.com you guys enjoy this interview thanks all right so we got another one here uh and i'm i'm really excited about this and i'm really excited to to talk to you steven and, and really uh learn about what it is that you do and, and i won't say too much about it but because i want you to to really touch on it for people but i'm excited to have you on thank you for your time most of all even though you're two hours behind where you're at you know just thank you for being on man it definitely means a lot to me and what we do here um so if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience absolutely thanks for having me christian so my name is stephen arms i was uh born and raised in california I spent the first 25 years of my life there, and then I met my beautiful wife-to-be, who uh, was born and raised in Oregon, so made the leap to move up here and kind of pursue my relationship with her. In 2018, we were married, and now we have two beautiful children. Our daughter is three years old, and we have a, a one-year-old son, just like you, Chris. Awesome, man. Well, congratulations to you for that. And again, like I mentioned before we hit record, you know, thank you for what you do as a father. Um, I'm excited for people to learn more about you. But uh, if you want to tell people about, you know, I guess what you do, I know about what you do as far as, you know, your book and stuff like that. But if you want to kind of explain it to, to the people. Yeah. So uh, my family has kind of a special family tradition called a rite of passage. And a rite of passage is essentially an event that a boy can look back on in his life and know that this was the moment that I became a man. So uh, my rite of passage was a weekend trip that my dad took me on, but it wasn't just my dad. It was also my grandfather and two of my uncles. And the weekend was a total surprise for me. I had no idea that it was coming. Um, my dad actually told me that we were going to go on a camping trip, just me and him. And then on the drive up, for the weekend, we stopped at a breakfast diner and in the booth next to us was my grandfather and my two uncles. And when I saw them, I was like, what the heck are you guys doing here? And they, yeah. and they said, that's when they kind of left the cat out of the bag. And they said, you're actually not going on a one-on-one -on -one camping trip with your dad this weekend. Um, we've organized something called your rite of passage weekend. And at the end of this weekend, you're going to be considered to be one of the men of the family, just like all the other men here. That in a nutshell is 
what the rite of passage weekend is all about. It's all about helping the, a boy make the leap from boyhood to manhood at the age of 13. Wonderful. That's a great thing to establish in your family, mainly because, I mean, well, even, even for the sake of what we do here, you know, we're trying to create a movement uh, that promotes, inspires, and encourages the positive presence of fatherhood in the lives of everyone. With that said, I mean, having that point in your life, and we'll get into it some more, but like for me, you know, I didn't grow up with my dad. And so uh -huh. it was just me and my mom. And so just having having someone in your life or having an event like that to 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 kind of pinpoint, you know, hey, OK, it kind of gives you that that extra leap into just adulthood as well. And and I'll even go as far as to say into fatherhood. You know what I mean? Like the, even though you're going from boy to man, I think that that is essential to when you become a father, because. I mean, when you become a father, it's like, it's an event in itself. It's like, Hey, all right, here's your, you can pinpoint back to when you went from adult to father, you know, I know you, you talked about what the rite of passage is and what it was for you. And so my question is in my own life, right. As I can, as I read your book and continue to learn more, how, how would I go about organizing something like that for my son, even him being as young as he is? So I would, you know, you have a number of years, your son is one year old. So right. you have 12 years before he turns 13. Most dads don't even know about this whole concept of a rite of passage, right? It's kind of a foreign concept to most men today, because our culture doesn't really have a meaningful rite of passage anymore. We don't have this coming of age ceremony to mark a boy's entrance into manhood. So the first step is kind of just knowing about it. Um, I would say the second step is identifying a group of men who will go on this trip with you. And the thinking behind that is, you know, dad absolutely is the most important male role model in a boy's life. No doubt. I'm not going to argue against that. Dad is the most important. But around the age of 13, there's also kind of this tension developing between father and son, right? The boy is becoming a teenager. He wants to spread his wings and get independence. So there can be this tension between father and son. So the idea of getting other men involved, it helps to break through to the boy in a way that he might actually listen. So one of the other men involved, whether it's the grandfather, the uncle, a close family friend, they might give some piece of, of advice to the boy that dad has been saying for the last six months. Mm -hmm. But just hearing it come out of the mouth of a man who's not his father, that it might finally actually sink in with the boy. So um, I would say the second step is identifying the men who you want to go on this weekend with you, men who you trust to have a positive influence on your son. And then um, the third step is we've actually, you know, our family has been organizing these rite of passage weekends for the last 20 years. So I got one, my brothers all got one, all of my male cousins got them too. Uh, the female, my female cousins, all got rite of passages as well with the women of the family. So my mom, my grandmother, my aunts, they did a rite of passage for the girls too. So over the last 20 years, we've realized, you know, we've accumulated a lot of kind of tribal knowledge on <clears throat> how to organize one of these weekends, a lot mm -hmm. of emails going back and forth through the family. So one thing that we've actually done for your audience is we put together some email templates on our website so, so that your audience can go there literally copy these emails from our website and paste them into the, the body of an email. And these emails 
explain to the men what a rite of passage is, why you want to do it for your son, and kind of what the weekend is going to look like. So mm-hmm. what are the activities that you're going to engage in? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously we can't hit send for you, but we figured, you know, half of the battle is just putting the words together and explaining what you want to do. So we put those email templates on our website, uh, which is milestonetomanhood.com. We don't ask for your email address because I know a lot of guys don't want to get spammed these days. You know, I totally get that. There's a lot of that out there. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they're free. They're free to use. We don't, you know, charge you money to to use them. So you literally just go there, copy the email templates and put it into the body of an email. Awesome. That sounds great. And I'm I'm definitely going to use that. I I have a question that kind of popped in my head and I'd love for you to speak on it to you. Why, why do you think it's important for this rites of passage weekend to take place on like a camping trip, as opposed to me scheduling, Hey, let's, all right, we're going to go to Dave and Buster's and then we're going to go go-karting. And then we explain the significance of, you know, kind of being camping uh, as it relates to the rites of passage. Yeah. So we always felt that it was important to bring the boy to a place that he had never been to before. So just like in his life, becoming a man is, he's entering this new journey in life, right? He's entering into uncharted territory. And we felt that this rite of passage weekend should reflect that. So uh, my dad, when organizing these weekends, he would always take us boys to a place that we had never been to, you know, typically somewhere out in the, in the wilderness, in the woods. We actually never did camping. We, my dad always rented either a house or a cabin for the weekends. And, uh, you know, the thought is going away, you can kind of reflect back on life and where you're going, right? You can think about the deeper things in life. If you go to a place like Dave and Buster's or I don't know, Chuck E. Cheese or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Disneyland, you're not really thinking about this transition between boyhood to manhood, right? You're, you're more being entertained in those type of environments. Now, that being said, we usually did do some sort of fun activity before the weekend just mm-hmm. to kind of help the boy kind of break break the ice between him and the other men. Um, my uncles who attended the weekend with me, uh, one lived all the way down in Los Angeles. I grew up in San Francisco Bay Area, so I didn't see him very often. So having that kind of icebreaker activity for us, we went out fishing for a couple hours on the lake. And that just kind of helps the boy warm up to the group before you engage in these kind of more meaningful discussions about manhood and about life. First of all, I love the fact that the central idea behind camping is to to have that deeper connection because me personally, like I grew up in Chicago, so so I never did any kind of camping or anything like that. It was it was tall buildings and cars and honking and all that. But I did, you know, I, I did spend time in the military where I found myself in at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, in the middle of the woods, you know what I mean? And, and those, those moments were some of the, the deepest conversations, the best, uh, the best moments to connect with, with my peers. Uh, and so that's something that I definitely plan to implement with my relationship with my son. As far as the rite of passage, I, yeah, I definitely like the idea of getting together, doing a fun activity first to, like you said, break that ice and then and then go into the woods because, you know, like you said, that the ice is broken and we're in this environment where it's just us away from civilization, 
and and that 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 willingness for deep conversation is is just kind of naturally comes at that point. So I think that's awesome. So as far as as the rite of passage, is it kind of like a is it kind of like a pass fail thing, or or how does that work? Like you know, how does it work as far as you know when that point of manhood is is you think is reached? Yeah. So the weekend is made up of seven different rituals, and these are all different kind of activities, sharing exercises that you're going to go together through together as a group. The first exercise is an entrance ceremony. So just like a graduation ceremony, when you graduate high school, there's this entrance procession, right? Well, we too have an entrance ceremony that marks the beginning of this rite of passage weekend. The next ritual is a discussion of what it means to be a man. So every grown man in the group uh, gives a reflection, maybe five or 10 minutes on what it means to him about what it means to be a man, what it means to be a good man. Um, and that's really an opportunity to share with the boy, to paint the picture of what manhood actually looks like. You know, inevitably our 13 year old sons are influenced by the internet, by television, by their friends. And that's all forming his idea of what it means to be a man. Mm. But this discussion, this, you know, 10 minute discussion for each man is an opportunity to to mold the boy and to say, no, that's not what it means to be a man. In this family, this is actually what it means to be a man. And this is the standard that we're going to hold you to as you enter into manhood yourself. After the what it means to be a man discussion is a scripture sharing exercise. So again, every man comes prepared before the weekend and picks one of his favorite scripture passages and then gives a reflection on why he picked it. And that discussion is really meant to pass down the faith from one generation to the next. Mm. I think, you know, as a man of faith, one of the most important uh, aspects of manhood is maintaining a close relationship with God. So the scripture sharing exercise is meant to add a Christian element into the weekend. After the scripture sharing exercise is the gifting of a family heirloom. So in my case, my dad gave me a silver dollar coin that his dad had given to him. Mm. Um, it was meaningful because my my dad's dad, my fraternal grandfather passed away when my dad was uh, only 17 years old. So okay. he didn't, my dad didn't really have much of a relationship with him. I never met him. So these, the silver dollar coin collection that his dad had given to him was very meaningful and valuable to him because it was one of the only things that he had that represented his father. So right. by giving me that family heirloom, it showed that he could trust me now that I was a man with something that didn't necessarily have a lot of monetary value, but it had a ton of emotional and sentimental value to the family. After the giving of a family heirloom is the giving of letters. So every man in the group, and then also every adult outside of the weekend as well. So my mom, my grandmother, my aunts, actually my Boy Scout troop master at the time, my football coach at the time, they all wrote me letters before the weekend. And my dad presented me with this binder full of letters and said, you know, we all love you very much. And we've written you letters about how much you mean to us, what a good person you are, uh, how much we want to support you in your journey. And those letters are really value, valuable to me today. I actually still have them in my desk here and can, you know, refer back to them anytime I want. 
especially because, you know, a couple of the people that have written those letters two of my grandparents have since passed away since my rite of passage weekend. I'm 31 now. So my rite of passage weekend was 18 years ago, mm -hmm. but I can look back and read those letters and it's kind of like having a conversation with them, you know? So as time has gone on, those letters have meant more and more to me, you know, admittedly, I forget a lot of the advice that was given to me in that first discussion of what it means to be a man. And during the scripture sharing exercise, that was almost 20 years ago, but I still have those letters and that's kind of, you know, written, written down that I can refer back to at any point. And then the next exercise is a ribbon ceremony. And that's really where each man kind of looks at his positive and negative character traits that he sees in himself and how he can improve upon himself as a man. We can get into that one more if you want, but I'll move on to the last ceremony, which is the formal bestowing of the title of man. And that's kind of like the equivalent in a graduation ceremony, right? The end of it, you go up on stage and they confer the diplomas, right? They hand you your diploma and you've officially graduated high school or you've officially graduated college, right? Yep. Well, the last ceremony in our weekend is the official bestowing of the title of man. And that's when my grandfather looked me in the eye and said, now that you've completed your weekend, you are officially considered to be a man in this family, just like one of us. So it's not really a pass fail weekend. It's right. really, there's not much of a challenge to it. It's mm -hmm. more of speaking life into the boy and forming his world, his worldview of what it means to be a man, for, forming his image of what it means to be a man. And then at the end of it, they the men specifically use their words and say, you are no longer a boy, you are a man. So many great things that you just shared about this, this weekend. I mean, like just so much great, greatness out of this weekend that that I'm hearing and the things that really stuck out to me was first the heirloom the heirloom the family heirloom I think that that is I think that that's such a great lesson in itself because like you said there's it's it's not looked at as you know hey here's here's something of monetary value there's significance behind it that's greater than any kind of monetary value and that right there is a huge life lesson and that so many of us need that so many people in our societies need especially young men who think that uh the chasing after of financial gain or financial prosperity is is, is all life is right so I think understanding that at a young age, especially like you said, in, in the in the society that we live in, but also the the access to social medias and stuff where where that kind of stuff is is promoted and pushed. Um, I think understanding that and getting that from your your father at a, at that age is is great, or any kind of male role model. And and actually, that just sparked a question in me, and I kind of want to hear your take on it. You, you talked about how your your dad's father passed when he was seventeen. What kind of advice would you give for for men out there who are male role models, or for a young man out there? who doesn't have his father. So maybe somebody that's younger than 13, who doesn't, you know, maybe his father passed away. I guess if you just kind of speak to, you know, somebody out there who may be listening, who knows a young man like that, who fills that fatherhood role for them. Yeah. So it's totally possible for someone who doesn't have a father or father figure in the house to have a rite of passage weekend. That situation actually occurred in our family because uh, one of my younger cousins was adopted from my aunt who never got married. So he grew up in a single mother household. My aunt, you know, saw the value in 
her son having this rite of passage weekend. And so she asked uh, my grandfather, her dad, to kind of lead up his rite of passage weekend for him. So uh, if you don't have a father in the house, I would say, yes, it's absolutely possible to have a rite of passage for a boy like that. You need to identify a man who who the boy trusts, who the boy has a previous relationship with, you know, the closest thing to a father figure mm-hmm. and ask him to organize a rite of passage weekend for this boy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it sounds kind of intimidating to do for someone who's not your son, mm-hmm. but the truth is, is that you're going to get two or three or four other guys involved. So not all of the responsibility, not all of the pressure is going to fall on your shoulders. You're going to get a team of guys together to help initiate this boy into manhood. That's huge. I think that that's I really I'm I'm glad that that, that question popped in my head because I, I think that you know anybody listening who does fill that role, I mean, because I can think of I can think of at least two guys right now who I would have wanted to you know who who I looked to as you know mentors you know when I was a young when I was a young man two guys who if they knew about this would have been more than willing to do something like this for me especially knowing that my dad wasn't in the home. Yeah. Um, so I think that's huge. Can you talk to us a little bit about virtuous manhood? Virtuous manhood, you know, the, the question of what does it mean to be a man is kind of uh, hotly debated these days. You know, there's, I guess there's kind of the, the biological side of it, um, which is one whole separate conversation. And then there's kind of the behavioral side of it. You know, what does a man do compared to what does a boy do? What is mm-hmm. a man's behavior compared to a boy's behavior? For me, it comes down to what scripture says, men love your wives in the way that Christ has loved the church, you know, mm-hmm. and how did Christ love the church? He loved He loved his bride by dying for us, right? And he sacrificed himself for us. And I think that is the major difference between boys and men is that boys primarily are living for themselves whereas men are primarily living for other people, whether that's mm-hmm. your wife, your children, your country, your community. Men are thinking about other people first and boys are thinking about themselves first. So mm-hmm. whether we're looking at financial prosperity, uh, sexual gratification, popularity, or influence, any of those things, I look at it through the lens of, is this person doing it for themselves or is this person doing it for the greater good? That's so essential. And, and I'm actually, I've been reading through the book of John and the book of Acts and really just diving into the life of Jesus and the life of Paul and how their lives became, the Bible says over and over, like, like just willing to sacrifice your life for the good of others because you have the knowledge of that life, not necessarily being your own, but gifted to you from your creator. And so, man, I think that this is, this is, I'm just, I'm listening to all this and you know, I, I, I won't, I won't say that I have like, I have any kind of, I don't know if regrets the white right word. Like I, obviously I listen to this and I'm like, man, I wish I could go back to when I was 10, 11, 12, you know what I mean? And start preparing for this and get these lessons then. But I think that it's, it. I think that it's nothing short of divine intervention that you and I are speaking now. And I have this opportunity to do this for my son, because, um, you know, I think even if I had, even if I had experienced it uh, myself, it makes me even more grateful 
to have this opportunity to do it for my son because I didn't get it as yeah. a as a as a preteen. And I wanted to kind of double back a little bit because I thought that the great things that you that you mentioned that are a part of the rites of passage and and I just wanted to reiterate or, or or retouch on the fact that that scripture reading, you know, the fact the the fact the fact that everybody shares their their piece of scripture. Well, before I kind of explain why why I think it's so important to me, everybody shares a a passage of scripture that like most important to them or kind of stands out to them as it relates to manhood. It could be anything. So it's kind of a an open ended question. You know, when the men are asked to prepare for the weekend. They're, they're just told, please pick one scripture passage that means something to you. It could be okay. about manhood. It could be about life in general or about right. your relationship with Christ. Right. Um, it's kind of open-ended. You know, we, we give the guys a lot of leeway. We don't want to kind of constrict them too much. My grandfather was kind of known for always picking the story of the prodigal son. So, you know, that one obviously has a lot of ties into manhood journeying from boyhood the, the boy goes off and runs you know and spends his father's inheritance and then inevitably you know realizes the harm that he's done and, and turns back on his mm -hmm. ways it also has a lot to do with you know relationships within families right there's the younger son there's the older son who's jealous and then there's also the father so my grandfather would kind of always give her a reflection on the story of the prodigal son that's wonderful. Yeah, I I love that piece uh because it gets you, it allows you to to get a scripture and then think think on it as opposed to, you know, uh especially when I was a young man and I would I would read my bible like I would I would just read it instead and there wouldn't be much thinking behind it cuz I'd just be reading. And yeah. so, yeah, the 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 act of grabbing that scripture and then and then knowing in your mind, okay, I'm going to have to share on this, why it's, why it's meaningful to me. So let me think about this scripture. It kind of, it kind of lays that foundation. If, if you're not a young man who already reads your Bible often, you know, when you come to that point in your life where, where you realize the importance of reading the Bible, you're like, okay, well now I know I'm not just going to read it. I need to read and think, you know, and then apply. And so, but I guess that leads me into my, I guess my last question for you for now, you know what I mean? All this great stuff. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have more questions going, going forward, but you know, we talked about scripture. We talked about God. Uh, what are the examples of the rites of passage in other cultures? Yeah. So when we look at other cultures, we see other examples of rites of passages. Uh, the most well-known is probably the Jewish bar mitzvah. And that's, you know, the ritual and the Jewish faith where a boy achieves a status of manhood. Another example would be in Aboriginal Australian society, they have what's called a walkabout. And uh, in that rite of passage, the boy is sent off into the wilderness for three to six months at a time wow. uh, to survive by himself. And when he comes back, he's no longer considered to be a boy, but he's considered to be a man and he's eligible for marriage. Wow. Our Western society doesn't really have an equivalent coming of age ceremony. And I think that's one reason why we are failing to develop men who are virtuously masculine because most men today have never been told by another man that you are a man and that manhood has, has already begun. In fact, manhood probably began a long time ago for you, you know, mm -hmm. and that's one reason why we see young men or boys acting like boys, extending their adolescence into their twenties and into their thirties. They're, they don't grow up, right? Because one reason is that no one's ever told them that 
they're no longer a boy and that manhood has begun. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say that in the absence of a rite of passage, boys are left to prove their manhood to themselves. And so what that might look like is the sexual conquest of women. You know, you hear guys saying things like, she made a man out of me, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to prove themselves as men by sexually conquering women or violence, right? Violence essentially is boys trying to prove their physical superiority over another person and mm-hmm. thereby saying, well, if I'm physically superior to this man, then that make, must make me a better man than him. Right. They're trying to prove their manhood through physical aggression. Or another popular one I would say is video game addictions, right? Mm. And a lot of video games today, you can literally go out and kill a dragon or kill a terrorist, right? Mm-hmm. That totally plays into the male ego of proving yourself as a warrior, proving yourself as a man. And, you know, I don't have a problem with video games, but I would say that when you're getting, I do have a problem with video game addictions. And mm-hmm. I would say when you're getting your masculine identity from your video game character, then something has gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why we feel that giving boys, kind of reinstituting this whole idea of a rite of passage in Western society, in, in our culture, would be something that could have a really positive imp- influence on the society. I know for me personally, it had a huge influence on my life. And that's why we wanted to write this book and share this tradition with the rest of the world. Just the fact that, I mean, you touch on so many things that, you know, we do experience in our society and, and, and where I think, uh, you know, a lot of our, a lot of areas in our society are lacking, but you use the word identity and that's that right there is like, that's so, so, so huge. Cause I know for me, especially like I had to, when you started talking about boys that don't go through this rite of passage and how they kind of have to define manhood for themselves. Like I, I was, I was kind of one of those kids who there was nobody to tell me like, Hey, you're a man now, you know, for me, it was mainly like, I guess I don't really, I wouldn't really know, honestly, but I, if I had to pick, I mean, when I was 15, you know, I wanted to, I felt like it was my responsibility to help my mom pay for bills. Right. Cause she was the only one working and stuff like that. So I went out and got a job and, you know, I'm out working late and stuff like that. And so I'm like, okay, this is what a, this is what I think a man is supposed to do. And so at that age, I'm like, okay, well now I'm a man and I have to do this for myself and X, Y, Z, but having that, you know, that rite of passage and, and somebody to really explain that, Hey, being a man, isn't just going to work and, and getting a job and paying for things. But, you know, there's, there's meaning behind, you know, as a man, you do those things, but there's meaning behind it. And that meaning behind it is really what solidifies that identity as a man. Last question, because I I thought about it as you were talking, as far as, you know, you going through a rite of passage, talk about the ways that that helped you or, or that it influenced you positively when you found out you'd be a father for the first time. Oh, that's a great question. No one's ever asked me that one before, actually. <laughs> um, you know, in retrospect, I think that the the rite of passage weekend kind of affected my life in two ways. One, when I was a teenager, you know, growing up, I never really questioned my status as a man. I was always confident in my identity as a man. And I don't mean to say that I had like huge biceps as a teenager or a puffed up chest. Right. What I mean is that, you know, whenever 
another adult outside of the family, whether it was a teacher or a family friend, whenever they would say something like, you know, if the class was being loud, they would say like, boys, boys, settle down. Immediately, the first thought in my mind was, I'm not a boy, I'm a man, because mm. my dad told me I'm a man. And this person just doesn't know. It's not their fault. They just don't know. I was always confident that like, I was clearly a man because my, I never, because my dad, my grandfather and my uncles, these were men who I looked up to. I didn't question their status as, as men. And they turned around and they told me that I'm a man too. So logically I couldn't question my status as a man. Um, So I was confident in my identity as a man. And then the other way I think it really affected me growing up was in my, my faith journey. Um, One thing that's kind of said during these weekends is, you know, the men, the grown men tell the boy something along the lines of, you know, as a a man of this family now, we, you are part of a tribe of men and you can come to us whenever you need to. And if you're ever going through kind of a tough time in life, if you're asking questions and not sure what to do next, please come to us for advice because we love you unconditionally and we have your best interests at heart. And, you know, as a 13 year old boy, I was like, well, thanks, but I don't really know what to do with that. Right. Right. And for me, it wasn't until I went to college, you know, eight years later and I, you know, was meeting people who were raised very differently than me, had very different beliefs than me. And that really got me questioning, you know, do I believe in God? Right. What do I believe? And I was really nervous to you know, tell my parents, mom, dad, I'm not sure if I believe in God anymore, because I wasn't sure how they would react. But right. for me, I remembered back to that 13 year old rite of passage weekend and how all of the guys had said, if you're ever going through questions, if you're ever going through a tough time in life, please come to us for advice, because we love you unconditionally. We will never judge you. And we have your best interests at heart. And that gave me the confidence to go back to my dad, go back to my grandfather and say, dad, grandpa, I'm having some questions here. Yeah. You know, can you help me out? Like, why do you believe in God? You know, and they weren't able to answer all of my questions, but they were able to kind of get me back on track. And, you know, hindsight is 2020, but I would say that without this weekend, um, there's a good chance that I would not be a practicing Christian today. Gotcha. Now to apply that to your, your question about fatherhood, you know, I think, for me, the rite of passage weekend was a total gift because a lot of guys, they don't see themselves as men until they get married or they buy their first house or their first child is born, right? Mm-hmm. That's when they finally like the light bulb clicks and they're like, they wake up and they're like, oh, I'm, I must be a man now. Yeah, I think for me, because I was, I was given that gift at 13 years old, that I was kind of able to prepare myself emotionally through the years so that, you know, becoming a father, I really, I mean, it was a, don't get me wrong. It's the, one of the greatest gifts of my life for sure. I love being a dad, but it was not the moment that I was like, oh, well, I'm a dad. So I must be a man now, you know, those, those for me were two separate, two totally separate uh, occasions in my life. And then uh, I would say the second thing is just kind of being, a spiritual leader in my family, you know, mm-hmm. leading my wife and leading my kids and growing in our faith together as a family. As a father, I think it's our responsibility to be the spiritual leaders of our households. 
and to nurture spiritual development and spiritual health. And so I think that for me, like I was saying, I don't even know if I would be a practicing Christian if it wasn't for this weekend. So this weekend kind of gave me a foundation in my faith that now that I've gotten older, it's helped me to build my family's faith upon that foundation. Kind of a long-winded answer, but like I said, no one's ever asked me that question before. So yeah, I had no, to kind was... of think through it out loud that you more than exceeded my expectations on that answer. And, and really, I didn't really have any because I was really actually curious, like, you know, and so what I what I get from it, because I mean, I, I like that we're having this conversation, because you know, you have you who experienced your identity of manhood at an at an early age as a, as a 13 year old teenager. And then you have me who I don't even know when, you know what I mean? Because I didn't really have, you know, and I don't mean that as a bad thing. I just, I can't pinpoint, you know, hey, I don't, I can't pinpoint when I was like, okay, now I'm a man. However, I, what I will say, and and I'll, and I'll expand on from what you're saying is my relationship with the Lord and, 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 and my spirituality has drastically changed my mindset and, and helped me in such a major way to realize that even though my father wasn't there, I've always had an example of what a father is because I, yeah. you know what I mean? When I look at my relationship with the Lord and how he's shown up in my life, um, I've always had that there. And so that's been huge for me, you know, to what you were saying, I think getting this rite of passage at an early age is, is great. It, I think it's huge when it comes to fatherhood because it teaches you, and, and you talked about this earlier, it teaches you how to live a selfless life early on. And if you have that foundation before becoming a father, man, like, it's just, it's just so crazy. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I've, I, we have this, one of our army values, I was I'm in the army, one of the army values is selfless service. That is literally fatherhood for me, you know? Yeah. And, and that's life, you know, that's life. That's uh, loving, loving one another as yourself, right? Like, that's what we're here to do is to, to live a life of selflessness um, and so as a father, I think that that's, that's so huge and so essential. And I'm glad that you shared, I'm glad that you shared that answer because, um, that's one that really resonates with me. Yeah, man. I, 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 again, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you being here with us today. Uh, this has been very fruitful for me and I'm excited to go and, and, and read your book. I'm ready to, I'm ready to dive into that. I, I, I was skimming and stuff and I was like, oh man, this is interesting. And I'd, I'd find something that stuck out and I'd read it more. And now I'm like, okay. Now it's time to dive in and, and really learn how I can apply this to, to my life for my son's sake. I, before, you know, before we do anything, I want to, I want to open up the floor to, to see if you have any uh, additional words of encouragement for, for our fatherhood audience. And also if you want to go ahead and uh, just repeat your, your website and if you have any social medias where people can follow you. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say as kind of a final thought to all the dads out there listening, I would say, Every father has the responsibility to tell his son at the appropriate age, son, I just want you to know, in my eyes, I no longer see you as a boy, but I see you as a man now. And if every father in this country did that for his son, like I said, at the appropriate age, one years old is a little bit too young, but right. 13 years old, now we're starting to get it. If every father did that for his son, then this country, this world would be a much better place because- young men would be more confident in their masculine identity and they wouldn't feel the need to prove themselves as men. And 
the truth is, is that when men are doing well, then women do well too, right? So all of the the young ladies that that boy, that man is going to date as he grows up um, are going to benefit. The the woman who he eventually settles down with and marries is going to benefit. So like I was saying, this world, this country would be a much better place if every father took the, res took the responsibility and said, I see you as a man now too. Our website is milestonetomanhood.com. That's where you can pick up a copy of the book or get those email templates to help you organize a weekend for your son. And we do have uh, some social media accounts. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, which you can get from the website as well. Awesome, man. Well, Stephen, again, thank you very much for for just blessing our channel with with the information behind the rite of passage. I'm excited to implement something like this uh, in my family. And, and hopefully, hopefully, here's the crazy thing, you know, just talking to you today may have started a generational tradition, you know what I mean, in my family, because, you know, in my immediate family, because, you know, just the fact that, you know, Lord willing, I'm, 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 I'm going to be here for my son when he has kids is, you know, that's a, that's a, that's different than what I got. And so to start something like this and hope that it carries on and, and the significance of it carries on is, is I'm super grateful for it, man. So I'm, I'm very grateful for, for what you do. Uh, and, and then your family, you guys all kind of doing this together. I'm grateful for all you guys, man. So thank you again for everybody watching milestone to manhood.com. Make sure you go check it out. Um, and as always, thank you guys for being here.